In a world of confusion and hot topics, we are all looking for answers. Welcome to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation on relevant issues today. And here's your host, Tammy Hotzenpeller. Hey guys, well, welcome to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation. And as you know, we're back here in the studio and we're continuing our series called The Next Chapter. And I'm sure you've heard so many stories if you've been listening to the podcast or you're watching me on our YouTube channel. And I love bringing just real people into the studio and to share their story with you. And I've asked Sophia to come in. So whether you're watching us on our YouTube channel or you're listening to us on our podcast, you're going to hear a powerful story today because we all have the next chapter. We go through difficulties in our life and sometimes we go through highs and lows, but there's always a next chapter to turn. And that's literally the story you have, Sophia. You had to turn the next chapter. So first of all, welcome. Thank you for being Thank here you for in our me. studio. So let's give a little backstory to our audience. Tell us a little bit about who you are and you got married and you married a firefighter and what was life like for you then? Um, I married very young. Um, I met my husband at a church festival, so we always used to think that was funny that we married at the same church and um, raised our kids there. Um, he, we have two boys together, and then we moved to Anaheim Hills probably about 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what was it like being a firefighter's wife? I mean, that's got to be, I can't even imagine. I see all these shows, yes. you know, and they're, they're on so many days, and then they come home. And what was life like for you? Well, and it's, it's different now because I think that um, they have groups now that support firefighter wives. Mm-hmm. You know, he's gone a couple of days and he's home, you know, very few days and he's gone long days. But with that, back in the day when I was a first firefighter wife, um, we didn't have even cell phones mm. and ways to get in contact with them. So like mm. some of the challenges the wives now face are like, well, if I don't hear from him in a text, you know, if he doesn't respond to my text right away, I get nervous. Mm. And I'm like, back in the day, we didn't even have cell wow. phones. Yeah. And so they had what they called a kitty phone mm. and it was a pay phone. And that's how you called home and that's how you called them. Wow. Unless it was an emergency, you got to call the business line. So they basically were gone for just like the show's look. I mean, they're gone yes. for days at a time. And that had to be hard on you and your marriage and your children. But that wasn't even the most difficult part of after you got married, right? Tell, tell me a little bit of some of the difficulties you went through physically and your personal story with cancer. Yes. Yeah, so in 2015, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I had went in the last couple of weeks of 2014 because, you know, your deductible starts over at the beginning of the right. year. And I thought, I'm fine. I'm fine. I didn't feel bad in any way whatsoever. And the last week I went in for my mammogram and they called me back and they said, you need to come in for a second mammo and a biopsy to follow. And I was just devastated in the feeling because I didn't know what was going on. Breast cancer wasn't part of my family history. Mm. And I was also tested for uh, the BRCA gene because, you know, in case my kids would have it. Mm. They said my daughter, which actually was my sister with me at the time. And we're 14 years apart, so they thought she was my daughter. Um, But I came clear for that as well. So I believe a lot of my reasons why I had breast cancer was personal um, choices in my life. You know, I, you know, certain things that, uh, the 
say Susan G. Komen puts out, like if you do these certain things, your chances of breast cancer were greater. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I was in that state. And when I went through breast cancer, um, when I came out of it, I figured I'm going to change those habits. And I actually did so much better. And I was, you know, living life fuller at the time after that. So breast cancer was hard on you. It was hard on your marriage. It was hard on your family. You know, I, one of our previous stories, we had uh, Rachel here in the studio, yes. and she talked a little bit about breast cancer and how hard it was on her marriage. And I think you have a similar story. Yes. So going through cancer treatment was a breeze. Mm. I, too, had a huge support system. So I was able to bring my whole group in mm-hmm. and they would have a corner of the room and I would have like almost like 10 to 12 people show oh. up every week and I would see the people in there and I would look at them and they were so forlorn and I would like pray over them and wow. I'm like oh my gosh you know like I can't believe you know nobody was there w- with them wow. even though they had at that time they had the choice to have somebody there so every week I would come and I would bring snacks healthy snacks mm-hmm. because they had like chips in the room and I would so I would bring healthy snacks I would if it was a holiday I would bring decorations and mm. I would um, make the room joyful wow and this was during chemo this was during my chemo treatment wow. okay. so my sister would laugh Good at me because you. she was like only my sister would come and make a party for everybody in infusion while, while she's, she's going in for chemo. going infusion yes wow. absolutely I hope you're listening to that <laughs> audience yeah so it changed a lot of people Mm. and the people who would come in then they started getting involved and they would bring different Mm. things and healthier food choices for the people in the room and in treatment my oncologist actually called me his gi jane he said you would come in every week you know dressed and ready to fight in your pink and whatever it was and everybody else would come in and do the Mm. same well let's just take a moment because i don't know who's listening right now sophia whether you are battling cancer whether you know someone that is but Rachel said it in our last episode, and you're saying it, Sophia, that it really is our choice. We all have battles to fight in life. Yes. We all have battles to fight. It it, it may be cancer. It may be a marriage. It may be a child. It may be a job. It may be finances. But when you choose life and not death, and I mean that in the sense of your attitude, your behavior, your thought life, right? Yes. We choose, I'm going to fight this with a positive attitude and a positive outcome. We, we find out that there's something to that recipe. Remember the Bible Absolutely. tells us that. Yes. The Bible says take every thought captive, right? By mm-hmm. renewing our mind. The Bible says that our thoughts are important the way we think. So you literally allowed your thought life to be part of the healing process um, in your, not just the chemo, but to really see God bring you around and heal you. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's go a little deeper because it did affect your marriage. Talk to us a little bit about that. It did. So towards the end of my treatment, my husband started to act a little different. And later I would find out he was speaking to a friend of ours in more than just a friendship. Mm. Um, They ended up coming out to California and staying with us because at the time she was married as well. And they developed more of a friendship into a relationship and he ended up leaving me for her um was this while you were going through chemo this was well I wasn't I was done with chemo but I was still in treatment okay so in his mind I think he also kind of said well you're cancer free Mm -hmm. so he kind of threw that at me Mm -hmm. um so going through cancer was a breeze Mm. finding out what was next was you know much more difficult I I didn't 
have control over it. Mm-hmm. Like with cancer, I knew my treatment. I had to go get my lab work. I had you know, an appointment here, an appointment there. But when he walked out, I didn't know what was next. Mm-hmm. I didn't know our, we're separated now. Are you filing for divorce? You know, and then the affair started. And, you know, are you coming home? You know, everything was just so chaotic and up in the air. Hmm. Well, so things actually then even went more south, honestly. Yes. Yeah, because he was... He was having this relationship, and then he started going through some some mental issues, correct? Yes. yes. So in my heart, I believe that my husband always suffered from demons. He would say demons. It was actually every patient that he ever went on hmm. in the fire station. So the first person that didn't make it on his very first call to the, the, the reel, the highlight reel, would get longer and longer. So hmm. every night he saw every patient that he ever went on that didn't make it. Hmm. So I knew those were challenges for him. Hmm. You know, and that was 20-plus years he was a firefighter. Wow. Um, we were dealing with that in a very small way. We didn't know at the time what PTSD was. Mm-hmm. Um, in first responders. Mm-hmm. For soldiers, it's you know loud and clear. Mm-hmm. For first responders, we're only learning that they are now suffering from it as well. Wow. Um, and so in the midst of that, I think as I started to get better and my treatment was finally you know coming to an end, his demons came back full force. Mm. He didn't know how to handle it. And he also was choosing you know to see that my wife can get sick and what was I gonna do without her? Mm-hmm. We actually ended up in therapy um, couples therapy during the time of a separation, and I found out a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that he was able to put all of his demons aside until I was getting better, and then everything came back full force, and he didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now on top of that, his wife is now, you know, potentially going to leave him mm-hmm. in some shape or form. Because I was always very healthy at, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the years of our marriage. You know, and let me just make reference to use the word demons. And that's a word often we not we don't exactly know how to define that. So let's talk a little bit about that. We said we have to take every thought captive. Yes. We have to watch our mind. We have to watch our thoughts. And I think when you make reference to that, when you said he, the demons came back, it was a lot of what he saw what he experienced, what he felt oppressed over. And I don't know if you're listening right now and you feel like uh, that seems like a strong word. All of us have times in our life where the enemy comes, he says, to, to rob, steal, and destroy. He tries to take our life, and sometimes he tries to physically take our life, but sometimes he, he does it through our thought life. He does it through our actions, our behaviors. And that is that demonic force, those demons, we'll call them, um, those angelic beings that fell from heaven, and the yes. Bible calls them demonic spirits, try to come over and oppress us and depress us. And that's what that feeling or that sensation is that your husband was going yes. through. And in a lot of ways, they won, didn't they? Because what happened in his life? They did win. And he actually, um, that was, you know, part of the challenge. Because I always state that, you know, the enemy came full force on that one. Mm. And I prayed over him a lot. And Mm. I could see where the changes would come. Mm. But he couldn't even bring himself to church. Because he couldn't forgive himself over things that he had done. Mm -hmm. But it was like, in, in the midst of all of us, we kept trying to tell him, like, you know, Jesus forgives and he wouldn't he couldn't get himself to go to church and so he before he passed away he actually came to influence church Mm -hmm, that was you know one of the greatest things i would come and i said i'm going to go to church today and he would come and he found home here Mm. he -hmm. truly did and he was able to fight some of those enemies off Mm -hmm. at the time Mm -hmm. um 
he was home three weeks before he passed away. Mm -hmm. And he ended up taking his own life because I think the enemy was stronger than he was. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I, I want to go only as far as you're comfortable going okay. in your story. And you know, I'm glad you shared that because I believe that we need to address the fact that suicide today um, is an epidemic that there are demonic forces that are trying to take lives. We've seen it since the pandemic. It's been yes. a rise since the pandemic. And if we're gonna talk about you know, real and honest conversations, we have to talk about this. So your husband had come to a place, he was reaching out, he was trying to come to church, he was trying to work on his marriage with you, he was trying to get healing, but this demonic thought, oppression, even not able to forgive himself for some of his choices, yes. took his life. Yes. And who's ever listening right now, if you've had those thoughts in your mind of either suicide or I'm not good enough or shame or blame or guilt, those are demonic forces coming after you. They're liars. They're not real. That's not God's plan for you. God loves you. He brings forgiveness and grace. And that's what you have to embrace. And what you have to do is you have to get around people that are going to pour life into yes. you. Is that not true? Absolutely. And so Absolutely tell us true. a little bit about Let's turn the page because okay. I wanted you to share a lot and we've touched on some highlights and some lowlights, right? Yes. Of your of your story. But let's turn the page because now, Sophia, many years after your husband now has taken his life and you're you're cancer free, yes. we are moving into you becoming an advocate for firefighters' wives or firefighters that right that kind yes. of that story of people that we look forward to. We, that's our first call, those first responders that we call when we need them. We don't realize who do they call when they need us, right? Tell yes. us a little bit about that. So after um, my husband's passing, I was kind of in a fog and I had to attend a retirees meeting that would kind of help me guide what's the next chapter basically with his passing. Um, while I was there, a gentleman that I've known for a long time, he was a family friend, um, asked me if I wanted to work at the museum. He was there. And what museum is this? This is the LA County Fire Museum okay. in the city of Bellflower. He was there actually looking for volunteers to mm. work as docents there. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be there and he asked me to come in and mm. basically interview, but I had the job I think right up from the bat. And I was there and I think people were very challenged in speaking to me because you know they didn't know who they I was. Some of them knew say. who my husband was. Mm. They didn't know what to say. But in my speaking of my story to them, I made everybody comfortable. Mm -hmm. So if they had questions, they would ask me. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't afraid to tell the truth mm -hmm. because you know it was important for me. And mm -hmm. I also too learned storytelling mm -hmm. from you. Our mm -hmm. story is important mm -hmm. and who are we gonna share? And maybe if it's not for you, it's gonna be for somebody else right. who's not even listening mm -hmm. at that moment. Yeah. You, know, you're, you don't know who you're touching at that moment. Mm -hmm. um, so I made everybody comfortable. And in that I met a lot of wonderful guys. They're, most of them are guys and they're all retired from LA County Fire. And so from there, they brought me in and I started with the LA County Fire peer support team. So they go out to incidents in the county that um, were somebody struggling, or it, it could be anything. Mm -hmm. When LA County Fire had the shooting up at one of the fire stations, we immediately just ran there. Mm -hmm. And being on the retirees team mm -hmm. and the museum team, a lot of them don't have to work shifts, so we can go and respond quickly mm -hmm. more than somebody who's actually on duty. Wow. So we've been very useful in that. Mm -hmm. They've been able to pull from us for many different mm -hmm. things. And when they had the shooting of the you know police officers, we actually showed up and served food wow. for them as well. Wow. So there's a lot of avenues even there that we're able to help in the peer support well, team. Well, first of all, it's beautiful. So often we see those two opposing 
right? But the yes. police department and the fire department. So I love the fact that you're working um, in conjunction with one another. But you know what I love as we conclude, Sophia, is that you turned the chapter, and many of you have heard her story. You went through cancer, you went through your husband being unfaithful, then to him taking his life. And the very area that God turned the chapter for you was the very area with firefighters, first responders, yes. to be an advocate, to be, to be really the, as I said, the hands and the feet and the heart of Christ himself. Yes. And I know you, uh, there was a time where you thought, should I really do this? But it seemed to be the very position that God puts you in to be that spokesperson for those that are hurting. And I want to thank you yes. for that. And as we conclude, is there anything you might want to say to someone's listening and how sometimes your pain point is the very place where God uses you in ministry? Um, it's funny to me because one of my girlfriends who uh, is Christian and at the time, you know, I grew up Catholic, so I didn't know about being quiet in the moment and listening to God mm -hmm. and so many things that I've learned, you know, in the past seven years. Mm -hmm. And she said, Sophia, in the midst of all your troubles, every time you ran to God, mm -hmm. you didn't, you know, go crazy or do, you know, things that, you know, normal wives or mm. people in the midst of pain mm. would do. You always ran to God. Mm. That was your first place. Mm. And she goes, you taught me more about faith than anyone ever has that yeah. I've learned, like even in the church. And so I felt that was so powerful mm -hmm. in the moment because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, you know, we don't know what God has in store mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I shared with you earlier too about, you know, the fire department does have a saying, we'll take it from here. And he absolutely gave it to me to mm -hmm. take it from here. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing so many things. And I'm like, okay, God, I see what you're doing and using me for now. You now. know, you, you just, I, if we labeled and named our podcast, this one would be, okay, I'll take it from here, run to God. You yes. know, th that's it. Just right now, who's ever listening, run to God. I don't know where you are. You feel alone. You feel overwhelmed. You can't handle it. Run to God. He'll take it from here. And God is good and he's gracious. And I hope that this story has um, encouraged you, stirred your heart. Pray for our first responders. Pray for their families. Pray for those who are protecting us. And remember that we all have the next chapter. You just have to be willing to turn the page. So thank you so much, Sophia, for being vulnerable and honest with your thank story. You thank you for me. being strong and encouraging all those women out there because God does have the best is yet to come. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Appreciate you. Now, listen, if you're on our YouTube channel, make sure you go down and click that bell for the notifications for our next um, uh, YouTube video. And then if you're listening to us on our podcast, stay tuned. We have a few more stories in this series. God has so much more for you. Have a great week. God bless. Thanks for joining us today on Tam Talks. You can find more resources and information at TammyHotzenteller.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. We pray blessings and abundance over your life today. Until next time, stay safe and God bless.